You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy. And finally, start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hey, you guys, welcome to Project You with Cami Craig. I'm here with you today, and I feel so revived. However, in the same sentence, I know many, many, many people can understand this. I am so tired. <laughs> um, why? Why am I tired? Why may you be tired? Why may you be very vivacious and alive? Because we're all in different chapters. I constantly watch people walk through the door and I can see that they're wearing no makeup. I can see that their hair was done up. I can see that their eyes are gloomy. I can see that their eyes are sad. I can see that their body is tired. And I know that it's reciprocated on the other side. If you're alert and you're aware of the surroundings around you, you realize that every single person is walking through their journey and when we walk through our journey we're feeling the things that are happening in our lives and and may they be of high stress or maybe they're low stress and you feel the the freedom at that moment but all in all the the objective here is in life and especially in project you is to feel exactly where you're at and and be the best that you can be in that. So even when you're tired, I used to think like, gosh, I can't be tired. No, 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 no. Can't be tired. And my mom would say, Cammie, it's okay to sleep. You have to rest to heal, to grow, to get faster, to get stronger and all the things. And I, I thought of it as a weakness, you know, but instead I, I now I'm like, okay, wh- how can I be the best me right now? Well, Sometimes that means, okay, you can be the best by actually taking a nap. You can be the best by actually getting nine hours of sleep tonight. You can be the best by actually postponing what you were going to do and, and reschedule at a later date because you need to rejuvenate your, your body. You know, and, and, and I'm going to tell you there, this is a, a lot, but I, I am tired because I just had one of the most magical weekends and I went to a place where I felt most alive. I felt, I felt like I was swimming in freedom. I felt the magic in the stars. I felt the warmth on my skin, you know, and, and I'm looking at life more and more different every single day because I put myself in a box for so long. I feel like I'm a toddler in, in, in some respects and just discovering the life that I was intended to live and discovering all this. And I know you can relate when you become aware and conscious and alert, you know, you're just like, holy crap, like this is what I'm missing out on, but it makes it more invigorating, right? When we do become more alive and alert in these situations, because we're willing to, we're willing to really work on these and, and to, endure them and, and, and be present with them. So a little backstory, uh, 4th of July was last week 
and I obviously am, am tired now I'm because I, I just got done with the traveling and we were going to go to San Diego for 4th of July and a lot of change is coming our way. We have the gym, we have, we have, um, things changing inside the gym dynamics a little bit, and that's going to be for the better. And then, so we're doing logistics on that side and then we're doing logistics with the kids. We're doing logistics with our relationship and the quality time and all the things, right? Just like you are doing, you are doing everything that you can to find a way and make it most efficient way, right? And for me, I loved in my past to make it more the, the more complex way because I was was actually gravitating to things that would procrastinate me and um, actually push me away from seeing myself, you know? So now here I am, I'm seeing myself and I'm like, okay, what can, what, what can we do in these situations? And, and again, these are, these are constant questions that I ask myself and I'm, I'm actually happy about it because I can ask myself those questions. Like, what is it that is going to give you rest right now? What is it that's going to give you the feeling of freedom right now? What is it that's going to, that, that's going to give you a sense of success right now, whatever it is. And then you work on that instead of just being this perfect model human being, which isn't existent. Like they are non-existent. We are just in working progress. So this is a place where we finally came out of that storm that I was talking about in part one, two, and three of real talk, more power to you, which I'm sure you went through. And here we are. And we're in a situation like, what do you want to do for the fourth? And I'll just tell you on a business side and especially owning a gym and running a gym for as many years as I have, which this year will be a 10 year anniversary. But you start to recognize that everyone else around you is living their life. They're going camping, they're going on their trips, they're spending quality time with their family, they're staying at home and working on the things that they haven't worked on, whatever it is, but they use the vacation to vacation, just like just like the culture of uh, Mediterraneans and, and Europeans do. They work hard, but they also nap. <laughs> They have siestas and they also take vacations for vacations like Americans like to take vacations to work. And that was me. That was the epitome. So here I am pivoting, pivot, pivot, pivot in almost every angle of my life. And then I start to recognize that, gosh, everyone else always goes on vacation. And then I'm at the gym on July 4th weekend and I'm among two to seven people at the gym, you know, and of course I was like obsessed with this two to seven people. But then in the back of my head, I was always thinking like, gosh, we could be doing this. We could be doing this. And I, I had four hours off today and I, I didn't know I was going to have four hour, hours off today. And I didn't go do this with my kids and I wasn't present in what was given to me. So these days I see that these, that these vacations and, you know, holidays come. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm more excited to, to schedule something. And of course you guys know, I love surprises with all my heart and, uh, my beautiful angelic boyfriend knows that. And so when we were planning a, a trip for the weekend, he was like, let's go to San Diego, just you and I. And what we were attempting to do was the same thing that I did before. What do you want to do? 
do you want to go out to the playa with our best friends? Do you want to go out to Twin Lakes with my brother and his wife and his beautiful family? Um, do you want to go out to our property and have fun out there with the new crew? And literally he goes, why don't we just do something with you and I? And I was like, uh, yes, please. And so, of course, we ran over all the situations and we decided San Diego. Well, of course, we had wisdom come our way and one of our great buddies shared with us what San Diego looks like on 4th of July. We don't know because we're not from there. We don't know because we don't reside there. We don't know because we're, we don't, we didn't even look it up, you know, but we did have this really cute idea when we go down there, he's going to have a day and I'm going to have a day to schedule things to do. And we're going to, that's going to be our surprise. We're never going to go to San Diego, but we're going to surprise each other. So with the daily events. So I made all my plans and I was ready to go. I was so excited. And then we got this wisdom and this wisdom was a sign. The sign was to actually not go where we, we thought we wanted to go, you know, and we wanted to, um, listen to that and we slept on it. And then I got a, I got a text message from Dan the next day. And he said, you know what? Change of plans. We're headed North got it. Thumbs up. And I was like, dude, this, this guy is so freaking rad. He's the coolest. He's sincere. And you know what? He just took everything in his own hands. And I don't know why quite yet, but I'm going to trust it. This feels right. Um, and headed up North. I immediately thought that he was going to go take me to my mom in Gold Beach, Oregon. I also thought that we were going to go see Brock up in Montana, or we were going to go to Spokane and see, and maybe hang out with his other buddy, Bill. So I had all these ideas and I, I really wasn't putting too much thought into it. I was just excited that we're going North and you're going to pack kind of hot and cold and it's going to be a one bag thing. We're getting in the van blue bomber and we're going to drive that we did. And all of a sudden and, the, and it was like the first hour, half hour of the drive, Dan goes, okay, so when we get to Whitefish, I'm like, oh, what? You know, I just freaked out. I'm like, you just blew it. But I was so pumped that he blew it because now I know where we're freaking going. Um, but he was really excited to see me uh, just attempt to figure it out through the signs uh, on, on alongside the road. So lo and behold, everyone else around me knew where we were going, including Brock and his sweet, beautiful wife, Erin. Um, knew that, that we were coming. So lo and behold, I've never done a drive up to Montana. I've never been there. I have fascinated about it and kind of had these like thoughts. And of course I watch Yellowstone and like the rest of America is really obsessed. So I was always had that, like that obsession about going, but never went because it's too far. And, and that's a long ways away from my boys and my family and my gym and my, 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 you know, but really the, the vocal point of today's episode is my son's question to me and my son's question to me happened last week and it happened again today. And it just so happened that I was going to podcast today and I knew what, where we were going with the episode, but this was actually a, a truer sign that we were on the right road with Project You today. 
and discovering this element, which my son asked, Hey mom, what's like the thing that you're working towards? What's like your ultimate purpose? Like, you know, where you want to be in the end. And I was like, okay, like career, spirituality, mentality, physical. He's like all of it, mom. Like, do you want to just own a gym for the rest of your life? Do you want to be in Reno for the rest of your life? Like, what do you want to do? What's from here on out? And I just got back from Montana. 19 hours, Dan Knapp drove all the way through. And I sat up with him. And I'll tell you a little story about that. But my etiquette drive for my father as we, we literally did all of our travels in the car. We didn't have enough money to do anything on a plane. And he was a, he was a lineman. So we went to the temporary jobs all over the U S and, and I just remember being in the car and how fun that was because my parents made it fun. They, they made this, you know, box, uh, an exciting box to be in because, um, that was the only way to go. So whenever we do go on travels and now as an adult, that's all I want to do is, is be in the car because it calls for quality time. The hustle and bustle at an airport is awesome. I guess you get there quick and you know, whatnot, like the 15 hour drive there and the 19 hour drive back could have been condensed in more than half. But the quality time that I got with my boyfriend and I got with myself and I got with my dogs and I got with you know, Dan's best friends and, and allowed space to, to, to develop a friendship with them was everything. And, and, and yes, it was a long time and yes, it took out a lot of of space in our world, but I wouldn't take it back for nothing. So as I listened to my son ask me this question, he wants, I can tell like he wants to know this girthy answer. And you know what? I told Bodie, point Blake. I said, son, mommy's objective in life is to be a servant and to be there for other people that are in need of help because I was in such a desperate need and help in my life. I was lost. I was, I was captured, you know, for so long. And I didn't know the logistics of what was going on until I woke up. And so I used the vehicle of fitness, just like I told my grandfather when I was in my early 20s, when he asked me what my purpose was. I told him, I said, Granddad, I would love to use the, the, the industry of fitness as my vehicle to help people and to love people and to give back to people and, and really model and be an example of what philanthropy is what community is, what connection is, what friendship is. And so I told Bodhi that and I'm like, and, and I don't have a time lapse on, on what that looks like. Does it mean I'm 67 years old and then I just stop doing life? No, I am always going to be active. I'm always going to be involved. And I don't know where that, that exact place was or is. And I told Bodhi that, but I then progressed into this sentence telling him, that I don't have a number. There's no number that I'm looking at on a, on a money standpoint and saying, mommy wants to make this much money and that's going to make me happy. I've been a witness to so many people that are multi-billionaires, including some of my family 
that are not happy. They work so hard for the money, but the money takes over and there's no, there's no freedom, you know, because they don't even know how to escape the, the captivation of, of the shackles on their wrist to what they're giving everything to. And that's what I've had to really let go of is just being shackled to, you know, being owned by what, what, you know, traditional thoughts are of society to be happy and to be successful and what your status is and what your label is and what your, what your title is. Like to me, I told Bodhi, I want to know what type of person I'm hanging out with, with, and I want to know what type of person I'm hanging out with, with when, when it comes to myself, I want to be around quality humans that have the energy to become a better person as they stand before each other. And that means that we're standing in, in front of imperfections, you know? And so when I told him about the whole money thing, I'm like, babe, I don't have a, a, a money sign to share with you. However, I will work as hard as I can every single day because I know that I'm in line of being a vessel to what God has planned for my life and, and everyone else around me, you know? And so when that, when that happens, I know that I'm doing right. I know that I'm on track. I know that I'm, I'm, I'm serving. And I also know that on the other side that this is paying the bills. This is giving us a sense of freedom. And, and for me, I told him, I said, I want to be able to go to all your college games. Like my boys are probably going to be pretty stinking rad and I'm probably super biased, but I'm anticipating them being in college and, and being in their athletics and being passionate. And I want to support that. So in order to do that, I know that I, I'm going to work hard so I can be there, you know? And then he goes, well, what about beyond that? I said, honey, I want to live and go anywhere that, that, that my heart desires that will bring me happiness and a sense of freedom. And he goes, well, what does that look like? And I said, it looks like what I just did in Montana with Mr. Dan. And he goes, well, what does, what does that mean? I said, Mr. Dan and I drove in the blue bomber 15 hours straight through to go see his best friend, Brock and his wife and his two little baby girls. And then we realized that they're two great friends were there with them. And then we were all there as a happy little friend family. And these people are in the same chapters of life. And of course we're all so different, but we're family oriented and we're friend oriented and we're community oriented. And, and we're in this space where we're living to not be shackled to what owns us on a society level. And that, and, 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 and going back and I told him, I said, we saw these two guys outside of Montana when we we're headed into Idaho at one of the gas stations. And they're like, wait, is that your van? And we're like, yeah. And, and he was like, I've always wanted a van. And he looked younger, you know, and his buddy vouched for him. He's like, every time he sees a Sprinter van, he always says that he wants one. And then Dan and I both told him almost, I, you know, identical time. And we're just like, buddy, you got to get one. And then I, and then I extended a little bit more in that sentence and said, don't wait till you're retired to do what the heart desires. 
you don't have to wait. You know, if you have the means and you have the hustle and you have the you have it inside of you, then go do it. You know, I I have a girlfriend that's leaving the gym in in a little bit and she's going to go travel the world. And on a selfish standpoint, of course any friend, any any mother, any sister would say, "Don't go, I'm going to miss you so much." But anyone that knows what is on the other side of that of discovering the 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 true adventure and true lessons of life on that side you can't say no you can't even act act like it's even a problem you got to know that there's so much respect in that decision and instead show them the way and show them the door and give them encouragement and support to get there and if they come back, then they come back. If they don't, they're living the life, no matter what, what they're destined to, to become because they're following the heart's desires. You know, so I, I read this quote from John Steenback because I, I, I was just getting obsessed with Montana. I, we drove in there 15 hours and we drove right to the boat dock and, and met Brock and Aaron. And then all of a sudden we're on the boat and I'm so tired, but I'm so overwhelmed with the sensation that I felt on that boat and looking around at the God's creation, literally God's land and being like, this is beyond anything that I've ever seen in my whole life. And I haven't been around to a lot of places, but I've, I felt like I've been to a few places, but nothing matched whatever that feeling was for that I felt there. And other people feel those feelings in Hawaii. Other people feel those feelings in Texas or Newport, California or Scottsdale, wherever. But something magical happened there. And so this quote from John Steenbach, I'm in love with Montana for other states. I have admiration, respect, recognition, even some affection. But with Montana, it is love. Brain health is no longer only for those who are suffering from major psychological disorders. For many, COVID-19 has amplified these issues. Maintaining and treating conditions such as anxiety, brain fog, and mood swings is as simple as a checkup with brain health restoration. Mert Brain Therapy at Brain Health Restoration is the most current brain technology on the market. Mert Brain Therapy maps and treats your brain by using non-invasive magnetic resonance therapy that optimizes brain function. You'll see immediately from the Brain Health Restoration readings the condition of your brain today. As you have these treatments, you start to see changes. The brain starts functioning in the way that it's supposed to. I'm not anxious anymore. I don't have depression. I sleep better. I have this sense of peace. Take control of your brain health today. Visit brainhealthrestoration.com. Use the code CAMI to get 10% off your first treatment. So I read that earlier and I then conveyed to Bodhi, my end result is to be around the people that I love and also to be living the life of freedom to not be shackled to what society tells me that I have to be and I will work really hard though at the gym and I, I really will work hard on on educating myself even more and discovering even more to be a better coach for however long that God wants me to you know but but on the other side it's one of those things that I have to recognize that this may not be for forever and something else may come in my way where 
where I start to discover that too. And I'm not, I'm not going to push it away. Remember, if it feels right, you're going in the right direction. But if it feels wrong, you're going the wrong way. Right? And so I remember Brock just continuously saying, we're, on, we're in Montana. Do you guys feel this? Do you guys feel this? And of course I felt it. And I, and I wanted to like on the boat, the very first time I just wanted to cry. I wanted to, to freak out actually. And, and, and just belt out. And at the very end, when we were leaving, I, I was just shedding tears and Aaron's like, are you crying? I'm like, yeah, I don't even want to leave, you know? And not that I wasn't not happy about coming back home, but I, I realized that I was in a place that I had never been. Right. And it's so quiet and it's so quaint and it was so truth telling. It was a place where I analyzed love on a way great, greater level. The admiration for the land that God created there was way greater than I've ever, ever felt when I, when I, I thought the pinnacle for me was Maui and it doesn't even do any justice, you know? So now here I am talking about being tired because we, we did this thing and being excited because we did this thing, but also being in a place where, where you get into these situations and you're really reflecting and you're recalling the things that feel good and what you want more of. I told Booty too, you know, there's some people that love the very, very hot weather and they love sitting on the beach and drinking the pina coladas and doing all the things. And that's how they want to retire. You know, but then there's other people that, which I've heard, I want to go to Montana and I want to live in a cabin away from no anyone and, 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 and live this simple life off the grid partially, you know, and these are two different spectrums. It's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit different weather there. It's, it's different, different environment, different people, you know, and then it's, it's not judged on. It's just like I told Bodhi, it's, it's respected because it's the desire of your heart. So here in my situation, as I, I'm like, whoa, 19 hours all the way through, we killed it. We did it. And then you get home and you're like, wow, that was more than I ever thought it was going to be. I thought that it was going to be amazing, but I didn't think that it was going to be magical. So when something magical and so special happens in your life, it's a time to rejoice and it's a time to literally capsulate it just like I'm doing in this podcast. It is so important for you to write things down. It is so important for you to write your voice notes, whatever it is, but capsulate the desires of the heart. Because I know in 20 years from now, I want to do more of what I felt this past weekend. We took our mountain bikes and did it even mountain bike ride. And I know we will next time. We, we went to Glacier National Park and wasn't able to get in. There's, there's so many things to do. And we weren't mad that we didn't do them. Instead, we were so, so grateful for the time that we did have. Brock has some land up there and we have our van. So his sweet family was staying down a little ways from us and, and we drove up to his land and nothing's on it at this point. 
but we went up there and that dirt was so soft. It was so nice. It was so romantic. It was so loving. And we felt it. We started to get sad because Brock was saying that he wanted to sell it, you know, and, and, and we just went back and we're like, do you understand the, the moments up there were unlike any other that we've had. And something up there is so invigorating. You got to go up there, put your own feet up there, stay up there, see the stars, feel the air, look at the lake, see through the trees, watch the wildlife walk through whatever it is, but feel it, you know? And so we stayed there and stayed there for what, three nights. And the feeling kept getting greater and greater. And then we started talking about the beauty of even the book outliers. Why did this little town live so long? Well, it's because they were living on a compound. They were living around supportive people, simple people, non-dramatic people, easygoing. Did I say supportive? Loving, nurturing humans. And the more that you put that out there, the more that that's what you attract. And I look back at like, even the thought of going to San Diego disgusts me in comparison to what we just experienced in Montana. It was absolutely serene. On 4th of July, you guys, we were rolling around in the boat and Blake, their little baby girl, and then Quinn, their babier girl, and then all of us adults literally just having a great, simple time. So excited that we live in America. So excited for our independence. Still to this day, after all the crap that we've been through on a political level, the pandemic, the global impact, all of it. And we're all very, very, very in tune to what was going on. And over our heads flies a bald eagle. And we were all, Brock's like, oh my gosh, look at the bald eagle. And everyone tripped. We talked about it or talked about it through the, through the couple days and then even text about it. And I'm talking about it right now, but the simplicity of mother nature, the simplicity of your compound and, and your people per se is what is going to bring me to the point where I want to be in the end. I'm going to continue to make the decisions to not go to the San Diego's, but to the Montana's. And, and that's just a really big statement and it's nothing against Montana or San Diego, um, and or Montana. And, th and that could be opposite for you, but we got to discover what that is so we can feel the feels and, and, and especially, um, really follow the desires of our hearts, you know? So I just wanted to say in this, in this, in this episode today that I am so fortunate to be following my heart. I also am so fortunate to be dating a man that follows his heart. We were playing this silly game, you know, questions for couples along the way. And 
one of the questions was, was the, what, what was one of the first things that attracted you to this human? And I'll say it a hundred million times. The loyalty that he has for his friends and, and the trust that lays on their foundation of friendship is beyond anything that I've ever experienced with another human. And I feel like girls are kind of good with friendships and stuff, but in guys, you it's just like, it's like a hit or miss, you know, but that's something to say when you can look at someone and be like, wow, they've been friends for over 12 years and they not only are just say they're friends, but they nurture it. They, they embody some things that women do, you know, just like some women embody some things like men do. Of course, we're separate and we're so different. We literally live on different planets and come from different planets, but, it, but in the end, these guys nurture their friendships. They adore each other. They admire each other. They lift each other up. They love each other. They actually say, I love you. They actually hug and kind of bring their hips in, which is a little weird, but <laughs> now I'm kidding. But they really do. They love each other so much. And that says a lot. Like when I, when I, when I'm looking at my boyfriend and my future, I want to see that there's some girth to that dude. There's some, there's some depths to that dude instead of just being like, oh yeah, have this friend. We broke up because of this and this and have this friend. We broke up because of this and this. Like I, I just find that to be a little bit more of a red flag, you know? And so the security and the safety that these humans bring to the table is absolutely beautiful. And which is something more that I, that I have the desire in my heart to be for the friends that I have in my life as well. You know, so there's, there, I'm just telling you a little, little thing that I noticed more and more of uh, as more of the time that I get to know Dan and, and, and his friends and his people and his world, you know, so is this something that resonates with you? Is this something that you are excited about to learn a little bit more about? in your life. Cause I'm going to ask you right now, the same thing that my son asked, what is it that you want in the end? What is it that, that you're seeking? Do you want to stay in Reno, Nevada, mom, your whole life? Do you want to own a gym your whole life? Ask these questions and answer them with full honesty with no constraints, no money, no time. Just be exactly what your heart desires. Until next time, you guys. I'm so happy. Mwah. My obedience determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus. <laughs>